0: welcome to the Bearded Guy Podcast. Hope you're doing well today. Now, I got a question for you, because it seems like UFOs and related stories are all over the news as of late. And I'm questioning, is this the beginning of a truth that's finally coming to light, or is it something else altogether? In this episode, we're going to take a look at the newfound interest in this phenomenon coming up right after this. Now, sightings and stories of unidentified flying objects in the sky have a long history, with some saying these mysterious objects were reported going as far back as Alexander the Great around the time of 323 BCE. As one of his scribes noted, there was a silver shield hovering over the battlefield. Now, if you fast forward in history, we find that reported UFO sightings, eyewitness accounts, You know, word-of-mouth stories have been reported and documented regularly. However, in most every reported encounter, the stories have been met with like a, a general disregard for the content of the stories. Almost like a, yeah, right, whatever. Now, I'm sure most of these sightings were never shared to larger audiences because of the stigma associated with them. Now, even to this day, depending on who you tell, especially a fantastic tale about something strange flying around in the sky above, will most likely be met with that side-eye glance and a little bit of hesitancy. Now, there was, of course, a tipping point for the strange happenings in the heavens above, and it grew to a point that they could not be denied. The flying disc buzz became so prevalent in the United States that the government actually started investigating the claims made during the rise of the UFO phenomenon. Now, this was not, however, with the intention of finding the little green men. The interest for the phenomenon was to see if there was credibility to the claims of unidentified flying objects for the sole purpose of national security. You know, we couldn't have foreign entities buzzing around in the heavens of our airspace, especially in aircraft we could not identify. Now, once the government kicked off their investigations in the mid to late 40s, you know, after which it seemed anyone and everyone started coming out of the woodwork to report seeing something that could not be explained buzzing around in the heavens above. And the talk of strange sightings in the sky was really gaining in popularity among everyday people. Now, while estimates are buried about the actual number and the validity of the claims were often questionable at best, There were enough to raise eyebrows of the right people. You know, our government thought enough about the claims to start a special project to investigate the reports about the unidentified flying object phenomenon. Now, the first of many government-operated and funded projects was Project Sign. Now, the project was started in 1947 and ran through 1949. And while Project Sign didn't last long, it was eventually replaced with another government-led research project called Project Grudge. Now, the grudge continued where Sign left off, investigating and documenting flying saucers and flying saucer reports until 1951. Now, grudge was shut down and replaced by what is the most recognizable of the three, Project Blue Book. Project Blue Book was headed up by Edward J. Ruplet, and it operated from 1952 through 1969, with the operation officially stopping in 1970. Now, between 1952 and up until the time the project stopped, there were approximately 12,000 reported and investigated sightings, and to this day, approximately 700 or so remain truly unidentified. Now, with every report describing what they claimed to be a fast-moving, saucer-shaped aircraft, each report was logged into a little blue college study notebook, hence the name Project Blue Book. Now, in the end, Project Blue Book concluded that nothing logged, studied, or investigated was found to be a national security threat or were actually extraterrestrial in nature. Now, most everything from the project is declassified and can be researched by curious people online. Now, furthering the frenzy for UFO phenomenon was the matter of the Roswell, New Mexico incident that to this day carries with it questions that seem to have no answers. Now, something crashed on the ranch, and the talk of the town at the time was that it was indeed an alien spacecraft complete with deceased alien life forms recovered from the crash. Now, the military has long defended its stance that the crash and the crash recovery was nothing more than a weather balloon that had crashed in the area. Now, of course, eyewitnesses, they tell a very different tale. They tell of strange things in the area. They tell of metallic pieces. They even tell of alien life form being transported from the scene of the incident. Now, some of the materials recovered by eyewitness accounts were super strong and metallic in their makeup. But, of course, the government maintained its stance on the story. And in 1994, they released and announced that the crash site in Roswell was nothing more than weather balloons that had failed and crashed. Now, these balloons were said to be a part of Project Mogul, and the purpose of the project was to launch these weather balloons high into the atmosphere so that they could detect nuclear explosions in the Soviet Union. And of course, as always, any and all claims or explanations made by the government are quickly met with an opposing response and more conspiracy theories related to each and every incident. Now, if you're an adventurous spirit and you really want to go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, this one is a long-standing conspiracy in the large pool of theories about UFOs. Now, this one has attracted a lot of attention over the years. It's the theory that our government is conducting secret testing with literally out-of-this-world technology that is alien in nature. And some even go as far to theorize that the government is hiding actual alien beings in the middle of nowhere and in plain sight. Now, over the years, there has been a considerable amount of speculation and, of course, discussion regarding the facility known as Area 51, and it's widely held that the government is conducting secret testing and experimentation on alien technology, and, of course, experimental aircraft and even alien life itself. So now you can throw fuel on the fire, if you will, and connect the dots between UFOs and Area 51. And to do that, you have to look at one of the most infamous incidents that ever happened in our history when it comes to ufo sightings or reported sightings now of course this happened in roswell new mexico in 1947 and it was claimed that an actual flying saucer crash-landed and was covered up by our government. Now there were claims of alien beings being recovered and the wreckage of the remains of the UFO were collected and witnesses were silenced. Now it is also rumored that the remains of the crash were taken and locked away from the outside world and this leads us to the first conspiracy attached to Area 51. It is said that the UFO wreckage and occupant of the wreckage were taken to a special bunker beneath Area 51 and it is also said that there is a vast underground network of sorts deep below the surface of the facility for the purpose of hiding this alien technology and of course the alien beings. Now Area 51 holds a special place in our history because there have been so many conspiracy theories tied to the facility over the years. Now, one of which is that the government is reverse engineering alien technology, some of which was found at the crash site in Roswell, New Mexico. And a lot of these theories claim that this has been going on for a very, very long time. And of course there's documentaries about this subject that argue our government has been using alien tech uh, to design new weapons, technology, and of course flying machines. There's also the theory that alien life forms are held captive and interrogated. Now, this one is a long held theory that alien life forms are being kept at the facility. And depending on who's telling the story, they could be either dead or alive. Now, they say that the aliens are never seen at the facility because they're kept in a vast underground network or a bunker-type situation well below Area 51. Now, another theory is that the New World Order is actually based out of Area 51. This is said to be their headquarters for the secret totalitarian group uh, hanging out and just hiding there. Now, the theory goes that a division of the NWO known as Majestic 12 is actually working with aliens that have been reported to have cohabitated with us for years. Now, here's one of the, I'm going to call it one of the more funny things about Area 51. A lot of people say this is the stage for the moon landing, and it was actually built inside of Area 51. Now, this theory has persisted over the last 50 years that, of course, the moon landing was actually a non-event faked by the government. And what's even more compelling about the supposed moon landing is that conspiracy theorists believe not only was it faked, but that the moon landing videos actually sent out by NASA were filmed on a set built inside of Area 51. Now, the video is said to have been shot by filmmaker Stanley Kubrick, who is the director of 2001 A Space Odyssey, and, of course, one of the greatest horror movies of all time, The Shining. It is also said that alien-human hybrids are being made at the facility. Now, this ties into the New World Order again. It is believed that this mix of human-alien hybrids are being made to look like us, but reportedly have a psychic and mental abilities of aliens. Uh, Maybe to further their NWOs reach into the long-range plan of world dominance. So as you can see throughout history, uh, modern history, if you will, Our interest and fascination with UFOs and alien life form, you know, it picks up steam and it it gets really hyped up for a little while and then it kind of wanes a little bit. Then it'll pick back up steam again and it'll wane a little bit more. So it's always there. It's kind of just in the background to come out every now and then. Now, in the past, no matter what information came out about unidentified flying objects or aliens, it was always met with a denial from our government. And it actually took the government until 2013 to admit that there was an Area 51 And on top of that, it's also come to light that $22 million has been invested for the purpose of analyzing and collecting data centered around aerospace research threats. So it seems that the study and case for UFOs seems to be very real after all. Now, fast forward to recent history, the Pentagon has been releasing information that doesn't actually state That aliens and alien visitations are real, but the information does lend credence to the fact that something or things have been documented as being unidentified in nature flying about in the heavens. Now, what is problematic is the fact that something is there, unidentified, and in most reported cases, able to defy the laws of physics of aerospace travel as we understand it today. Now, there are also leaked or released, now of course this is dependent on how you look at it, information regarding testing of fantastic materials from UFOs and UAP wreckage, one of which is something called nitinol. Now, this is a metal that can remember its shape when folded. If you think about it, that's not really the stuff of weather balloons, as it's been stated in past disclosures. Now myself, while I don't question the validity of alien beings or UAPs, I have long held the belief in the fact that something is out there. Now, in this vast universe that is ever expanding, it's hard to hold a position that we are alone occupying the sole outpost of life in this grand design. Now, there are also theories that state encounters are nothing more than demonic beings making themselves known to manipulate and trick us into believing in something that takes our eyes off of our impending doom that will take place in the end of days. Now, as for our government leaking or admitting the existence of things, that have yet to be explained, I truly believe this is nothing more than a distraction in an effort to take the spotlight off the ills that currently plague us as a nation. Think about it this way. We are in a never-ending 24-hour news cycle, social media and other internet news outlets, and because of this, it has allowed us to be witness to a society that is really devolving at an ever-increasing pace. You know, we have a never-ending pandemic with new variants waiting in the wings. We have lockdowns and mandates and scandals coming to light daily. We have corrupt politicians who value their bank accounts over the interest of the American citizen. Social unrest and distrust in our leaders who put on a circus-like spectacle for us to witness daily is ever increasing. And it's maddening at times for the average person to have to digest this. Now, can you think of a better way to take our attention off the troubles of the world than to admit and sensationalize what we have known all along? To me, it's a great diversion tactic, to be honest. And if you make enough hay about something, it has its way of eclipsing the day-to-day issues that we seem to be facing now. I honestly believe the government releasing dribs and drabs of of UFO sightings and reported documentations and, oh, yeah, we've got video and here's the video of what, you know, this military officer saw or that military officer saw or here's some some declassified documentation that really proved the existence of of UFOs or aliens. I, I think for us who have been in the vein of, yes, I truly believe. I think this is more of a diversion tactic from the day-to-day goings-on. I mean, our world is upside-down and crazy now, and the best way to divert from that is to release something so fantastic that it takes your mind off of it, or it takes your eyes off of what you're seeing on a daily basis. But for me, I've always believed in alien life. I've always believed in UFOs. I've always wanted to see a UFO. I mean, it's been my dream to walk out into the night sky and and look up and see that, that strange flying circular disk in the sky that's moving in ways that it shouldn't move and not like any airplane or any aircraft that we have in existence today. So what say you? Do you believe in alien life forms? Do you believe in UFOs? Do you believe in UAPs? I think that's the question that somewhere in the back of everybody's mind Even though they may not admit it, there's always that chance that they really, truly want to believe that there is alien life form out there in this vast universe. So I thank you for coming by today and hanging out with me for a little while. I hope this topic wasn't too scattered. I I started writing it and I was thinking, you know, I want to... I want to really dive into it, but man, if I were to really get into all of the things that are going on with, with you know, aliens and UFOs right now and all of the stuff that was coming out, this would be like a five-hour episode. I don't know if I could talk that long, <laughs> just to be honest with you. But we are in the month of October, man. We are hurtling headlong towards Halloween, and I'm so excited about that. Man, I've got some, i got all kinds of Halloween decorations out in front of the house. I'm just, I'm like, I feel like a kid at Christmas is what I feel like. I'm actually thinking about buying a pumpkin mask just so I can wear because I love the season of Halloween. But I hope you join me throughout the rest of the month because we're going to start diving into some spooky, scary stuff next week on the episode, and we're going to be reading from Edgar Allan Poe again. I haven't decided which story, but we're going to pull out a good one for you. We're going to have that right at the end of October, right there, probably on the night of Halloween, that will be released. I love Edgar Allan Poe. He's the master of macabre, and I just love to read his stories, and I get so immersed in his visions. You know, when he's writing these things out, you just kind of get lost in, in, in the storytelling that he actually is able to do. So I hope you join me for future episodes. I hope you come back and hang out with me some. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Let me know what you think about the episodes. And if you've got something that's strange or odd, a story or maybe an experience you've had and you'd love to hear it uh, talked about here on this podcast, or maybe you've got something that you want to share with the community and you want to be a guest on the podcast please drop me a line at beardedguypodcast at gmail.com. That's beardedguypodcast at gmail.com. Again, if you got a spooky, scary story or an experience or you just want to be on the podcast episode with me one time, let me know. I'd be glad to have you. So thank you so much for coming by. It's always my hope that you have a great day, a better day tomorrow, and a wonderful week ahead of you. And until next time.